Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Doing another solo edition of the podcast because you guys loved the last one. Got a lot of great compliments on the last one. And as always, I like to start off my podcast by thanking all the listeners. Thanking you, listening in your car, thinking, oh shit, I'm about to be late. But hey, I got Kilgallen's Pub right here in the podcast. Maybe you're a little hungover. Maybe the sound of my voice is thinking is making you think, I can make it, goddammit. If Joe Kilgallen could do a podcast by himself for half an hour or so, talking like a fucking lunatic in his goddamn basement, maybe you're going to be okay. Maybe that bad day is going to go away, you know, because snow's starting to melt outside, depending where, on where you are. Maybe you live somewhere where the weather's nice year-round, and then that's, if that's the case, then you have nothing to complain about. Fucking nothing, because it's sunny every goddamn day. You know, you know what I would do if I was back living in the sunshine every day? Pull my pants down, take my penis and balls out. But, you know, I, I wouldn't do it where it's like a crime. I'd be like in the comfort of some sort of yard or enclosed area. Maybe you got a balcony and just let the sun hit it. And if you're a woman, same thing. Take the vagina out and let the sunshine shine there. I often wonder, are we not getting vitamin D to our power zone? All human beings, this is our power zone. Some people think it's the heart of the brain. Nah, I think it's the area that creates, that does the true creating if you choose to create. You know, maybe you're just like, nah, I want this just for just for the fun. I don't want to create anything. I get that too. Totally get that too. Not going to be one of those people who's like, hey, you better have fucking kids. No, less kids makes it, the odds of my kids being more successful. So whenever I meet people who are like in that age range where they're like, oh, we think about getting married and having kids. I go, mm, you don't need to. Well, less, less out of you. Because then there's less competition from, from my boys, you know, not that it matters because if you want to have kids, my boys will find a way to cut your fucking kids down. Know that shit. I don't know why I started the podcast off like this. I wanted to thank you guys for being great listeners and a shout out to the Patreon subscribers. I asked uh, some of the Patreon subscribers if they had any things they wanted me to do on the solo rant podcast. Maybe I'll keep those bonus just for you Patreon subscribers, but one of them I'm going to bring, bring out for you guys. I'll do that a little bit later. That's what they call a little tease. Chad McDaniel, you're going to have your wish. I'm going to do one of the things you suggested a little bit down the road. But now I got to start off with something I did the last time I did a solo podcast. We're coming back at you with dumbest tweet of the week. These are tweets I've come across on Twitter over the last seven days that have just made me go, ah, this is the stupidest website and what's ruining all of us. You know, I've said time and again, look, I'm not a hater of social media. How can I be? I'm talking to you guys via podcast on YouTube. Uh, you know, I'm all over TikTok these days. Instagram's fun. You know, that Instagram Explorer page, that'll get you in some trouble. You ever like go search something legit on Instagram where you're like, oh, I got to find so-and-so had a post that I can't find it. So I got to search to go to their actual Instagram profile and find that post because I want to read it again or I want to look at the picture. You go to the Explorer page, it is just European fuck city. You know what I mean? They're clothed but barely, barely. I would almost, you'd think you'd be like, okay, just let us see the nipples. Why are we so weird about nipples? Because I could see everything else. You know what I mean? These, these bikinis, I got to say, ladies, you've, you've done me a solid because ever since I was a a little boy, about this, this high, I kept thinking to myself, I want to see more of that. And every year your bathing suits have been like, you know what, Joey, here's a little bit more just for you, just for you slugger. They'd call me slugger in this fantasy. And every year, just they, they get tinier and tinier. 
And I love that they're going higher up on the hip and narrower in the the the, the vag- vagina region and and just like floss up the butt, you know? It's great. Tan cheeks. Amazing. Some of these women look like they have really warm butts. You know? Like if I came in from the cold here in Chicago, shoveling three feet of snow, I want to come in and put my face on some of that ass cheek. Cause I think it would warm me right up. Get the blood flowing throughout. I just I just think that's it looks it looks heavenly. But anyway, back to back to social media in general. I think Twitter has become the catalyst. Facebook, I think we've all accepted, is just for just for insane stuff. I, I just feel like there's just drama. If you want the high school drama, any kind of drama, people f- who work with each other bitching about work, that's really what that is. The only value I get out of Facebook anymore is it's good for there's some group stuff. If you're like in a group, you can share stuff within the group. That's cool. And you could say, hey, anyone know a good mechanic? That's where Facebook's good for. You can't you can't tweet anyone know a good mechanic because someone's like, I don't know where the fuck you live. It's Twitter. It's not not localized. Facebook is very like regional. It's, it's like you know your local channels, where where Twitter and Instagram are more national. Get the whole scope, international even. You know. Anyway, so that's why I had to I have to dive in and do dumbest tweet of the week because I feel like we really have to examine what's going on on Twitter. Mike Leibovitz, good great comedian. Great friend. He he texted me because he went on TikTok. He's he's new to TikTok. Everyone follow Mike Leibovitz on TikTok. Search Lebo comedian. I, I don't know how you'd find him, but I'm sure he's there. Just type Mike Leibovitz. He uh, looked at the comments. I told him I posted a clip of when me and him were talking about Michael Jackson songs. Uh, just to refresh everybody, he was on the podcast a few months ago, and he's talked about how Michael Jackson's bad album. He had some song titles that were a little bit like. You trying to tell us something there, MJ? What are you trying to tell us? Because like the lyrics, I'm bad. I know it. You know, the song uh, Man in the Mirror. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Right. There's just the opening. You know, there's a lot of um, I'm a smooth criminal. Right. Like there's he was. It just seemed like anyway, the point was it was funny. He was making a joke. And I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. And I know Lebo likes his music, too. But we were having some fun with the idea of like, what the fuck's MJ doing? People on TikTok were acting like we made fun of their their own mom and dad. They were just like, you piece of shit. How fucking dare they went they went insane. And I'd been t- saying how TikTok's not like as nutty as like Twitter is. I think the thing with Twitter is, and I'm gonna get to this, this is gonna be the theme of today's podcast. I'm actually stealing this from Tim Dillon or the inspirations from Tim Dillon, as uh how being rational, you get nothing. You get nothing. From being a rational person, zero, meaning like you just you think logically and you take things as they are. Because we've gotten to the point where every fucking thing has become like almost like politicized in a way, where you can't just take things as they come and be like, oh, here's my thoughts on this. It's kind of like, well, let me open up my little fucking handbook and think what what are the people I align myself with? What did they say about this? And how could this get twisted around? And blah blah bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um. And so, yeah, if you're just like a regular, not regular, that's not the word I'm fucking looking for. But if you're not, um, if you're not extreme, it's, you know what I mean? You're not going to get fucking, um, you're not going to become rich. Think about it. the people who go kind of extreme and go hard in the paint one way or another, they find big followings. That's why I'm a big fan of YouTube and TikTok because it's like, here's my standup and here are my podcast clips, of course, too. Those were what I throw on those two platforms. 
So it's just people are judging me on that stuff. It's not like where I feel like Twitter is so, you know, if you're a dude like me, straight white dude, I could say all the far left wing shit. And they're like, well, I'm not going to promote or push you or give you an advantage because you're a straight white male and you've already had all the advantages, you know? And then I don't, I'm not fucking far right. I'm not. So I'd be a fucking liar to be even like leaning toward that way. All right. Um, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm left, but like center on a lot of stuff. Like I'll, I'll admit that. Um, and there's just, there's, there's nothing in that wheelhouse on Twitter. Twitter's a bad app for you. If you're in the center, um, it just really is like, cause I could have a discussion on a lot of shit, a lot of shit. Um, where I could be like, all right, I can see your point on that. I can see your point on that. You know what I mean? All right. Or I, I try to like figure out where are you coming from? How do we, even if it's something real, you know, there's a few things where I'm like, I'm not budge on that. I think everyone should have healthcare. I, I won't budge on that one. I, I, I don't care what you're, how you're going to be like, well, it's wait times. You're going to, you're going to fucking wait in an emergency room longer. Like not to get shot on the fucking head. You know what I mean? If you have some scratch or some dumb thing like that, I know people who live in countries of universal healthcare, they go, I mean, yeah, there's things here or there but still way better than what the fuck you guys do. I, I had a fucking appointment today for a thing. I have no results. I had nothing to tell you about it, but I, I, I appointment was at a certain time. I wasn't fucking in the room at that time. And I've got great insurance through my amazing wife, luckily. But so anyway, I'll not budge on that. It's just, you're, it's a fucked up place. And I don't like that. And I try to tell myself, Oh, Twitter's not real life. It's not, and and it's not like t- only 20% of Americans have, I don't know what it is for per every other country, but only 20% of Americans are on the fucking thing. But for some reason it makes enough noise that it steers the conversation. It steers the debate on so much shit. And it's annoying because it's like, can we just have some fucking fun? And whatever happened to the benefit of the doubt? Why people overread shit. They, they dig too deep into it. So that's why I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it fun though. I'm having, some of it's going to be like me pissed off. Like I sound right now, but I'm going to have a thing, uh, when I do these solo podcasts called dumbest tweet of the week. And this one's actually a Twitter exchange. So it's gonna be dumbest Twitter exchange of the week. I should say, all right, without naming the person or the people responding, I I don't think any of them listen. I do follow the original poster, the OP here is, is the tweet. It's, um, Chicago. We've doubled your property taxes. That's in quotes. Then the next one, also Chicago, plow your own damn streets and teach your own damn kids. And then it's me in quotes, rushing to Zillow. And it's a gif of uh, Jim Carrey, like typing at a computer really fast. It looks like it's from Bruce Almighty. Kind of an underrated flick. I feel like it was a good movie. And um, I, it's funny because he's kind of like, what the fuck are we doing in this city of Chicago where it, property taxes are fucking high? Or, or they've doubled at least. They're still not actually that bad compared to a lot of other cities. I was kind of looking around, but they're they've gotten more expensive, and they're not doing shit like service wise. They're not. It's fucking true. Like, and and I love Chicago, but they've got to step it up um, in a lot of ways. They're they're doing a shit job. So, I, it's funny. It's a funny to be like you're you're gonna fuck me twice. You're gonna more money and less services. All right, like I'm gonna look to move somewhere else. I got it. Um, and then the response that I did not get at all was, here's the first response from someone. Yeah, that's definitely not what teachers are saying. Their health matters, meaning teachers. So I had to look back through and be like, what the fuck? Oh, they're referring to the part where it's also Chicago, plow your own damn street and teach your own damn kids. 
He's saying that the city is saying that, not the fucking teachers. And where in his tweet did he imply that teachers' health does not matter? He didn't. He didn't say anything negative about teachers. He was talking about city, city government in particular. But this person who must be a teacher or related to teachers or just loves picking fights because they're fucking bored and they hate their goddamn life or they they think they're some sort of fucking crusader, right? That's what the term social justice warrior came about. People started overusing it in douchey fucking ways and then it, it kind of ruined it. But there was a nugget of truth to that shit where it's like, what? Like, this is where it gets too far. You know what I mean? I, that's why everyone gets so fucking pissed off when there's a major movement and everyone's like, fuck yeah, we need to stop this. And then a bunch of other people go, oh, and can we also stop this? And it's like, how about we focus on the main fucking thing? You know what I mean? We're, we're trying we're trying to stop like police brutality, which again, we're not saying all police are fucking bad, but like we're trying to stop the bad police from doing bad shit. And then you're over here being like, oh, also, can we change my school's mascot? It's like, fucking wait your goddamn turn. We got bigger, bigger shit on the agenda. You know, and, and there's, there's, that's why change is slow. You know how we all talked about like how change is slow and look at the course of human history. Change is always slow. You know why? Because whenever there's a main thing that needs to be changed ASAP, there's a bunch of other fucking people who go, ooh, ooh, now that everyone's listening, maybe I could wedge my own little fucking bullshit angle in there. Right? It's annoying. So he responds, I think very well, actually, where he's like, yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Like teachers health does matter because that was her last thing. Their health matters. And schools have proven to be non-spreaders. Now, I know the dude who made the post. He's not like an he's not anti-masker. He's pro-science guy. He's not, you know what I mean? He's these two would agree on most things probably. And that's the weirdest part about like fucking left-wing Twitter especially. See, I'm shitting on the left-wing is that they're fucking in they got like this weird litmus test where if you don't pass every little fucking thing, they're all over you. Where it's like you agree on 80% of shit, you're going to let that 20% Act like one's more pure than the other. Grow the fuck up. And then another dude who I think is this person's husband and or boyfriend um, writes bullshit. But glad you know you're cool with teachers getting sick and dying. It's like, what the fuck? Nobody said that. He never once said he's cool with teachers dying. Where the fuck are you getting this from? Where do you go? Where? I don't understand how someone's brain just jumps to the stupidest fucking conclusions ever. And he's like, would I be sending my own child to the same place? You'd think I'd want to send my child somewhere that isn't safe. Come on now. Like he's being like, are you fucking in, like stupid? D- do you think I'd be like, obviously if teachers are sold my kid. So why would, you know, I don't know. I think there was new science that showed that they're not like super spreaders, but they can spread because I have, I'm related to teachers where their schools have had to shut down because of a COVID case or two. Um, but they've shut down and then the spread had been contained. Uh, I, I just think like, the teachers in Chicago, I don't know what the teachers union is going for. Again, I, normally I'm pro teacher as fuck. Cause again, I'm, both my sisters are teachers. A lot of family are teachers and I am pro teacher. I just think the teachers union, particularly the Chicago's teachers union is very bad at conveying their message. I don't know why they're not just pounding the fucking podium every day saying, give us all the vaccine. All we want is for the faculty and staff, all of us to be fucking vaccinated Figure out a way to make that happen sooner, and we'll open up the doors sooner. Trust us, we'd rather be teaching in a classroom than dealing with all the Zoom bullshit with the fucking little, you know, heads on screens and one kid's jerking off and then the other's fucking playing video games at the same time. Like, we'd rather not deal with that. 
But they don't say that. They always go, well, we're looking for certain measures to take place. And if the measures are met, then then we could, you know, the schools, we're just not really sure if they're socially distanced enough and all that kind of shit. Well, you know what? Get rid of half the fucking desks. I know they're like schools are already overcrowded, but figure out a way. Some schools in the suburbs are doing it where they're doing half and half. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're here. Thursday, Friday, you're at home and we're shifting and doing rotating. It sucks, but hey, so do global pandemics. But I think that at least makes sense. And then if the parents are still being dipshits about that, be like, all right, look, we're doing the half and half to to weaken the burden on you trying to find childcare. Meet us a little bit halfway. You know, let's talk to the mayor and the fucking other representatives. And maybe we could get you tax credits and shit like that to pay for fucking um, whatever, like uh, childcare. I don't know why I couldn't think of childcare, but you know, I I don't know. But here's the problem. This is what fucking kills me about Twitter. Instead of three people having an intelligent exchange, it was immediately going to labels because the world of Twitter is about what box do you fit in? And very, very intelligent people who I respect do this sometimes. I see it constantly. And I don't know if it's because we've been reprogrammed, or at least the people who spend too much time on Twitter have gotten reprogrammed into thinking that like, they must see these like fucking flags where it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Did he say something about teachers? I feel like I have to trash him just to show the world that I'm one of the, are we all constantly in this work, like never ending merry-go-round of trying to prove we're one of the good ones always. Cause that makes me think you're one of the shitty ones where again, where's the benefit of the doubt? Why did that person read that and be like, Oh, he's talking about city government. I don't think he's really going after teachers per se. You know, it's like this constant urge to just stick our fucking heads in places. Like, what did that do? What the fuck did any of this shit do? And I think they fucking, um, they, the one guy blocked him or whatever. And he had a great response to the blocking. He goes, oh, and now he's blocked me because of course, there's nothing more twittery than misunderstanding a tweet, taking it personally, implying the original tweeter wants to kill people in exchange for babysitting, saying a father doesn't care about his child, then blocking. He's fucking right. And he goes, one last thing. And then I'm done here. You don't get to lecture me about fear. I've gone into office every day of this pandemic in early days when just pushing an elevator button was enough to worry if I'll die. I live that every day. I know the fear. Like, you know, I sure like I I love I like how he was responding and handling himself during all of this. Uh it's just like there's just an ugliness to Twitter. I think that's the point. I know I wanted to make the dumbest tweet of the week to be like a little bit more funny, but some of them are just gonna be ranty and me being fucking annoyed. Cause again, I think there's real shit out there. There's just there is these two far extremes. The one extreme where you have these dipshit congressmen today who don't like that they're told to wear a mask in the house chambers. And so they're showing up wearing like these masks that are like not masks. They're everything but like they cut holes out for their stupid mouths. And I don't understand how people like this get elected. Like I think about a Mitch McConnell. I'll go both. Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. You, they, they're not good at their job. McConnell, very bad. Schumer spineless McConnell, at least openly kind of evil about his shit, right? Where Schumer tries to be like, I'm for the regular person and we're going to give you this, this, and this. And then later it's half of what was promised. And still he keeps his head up high. Like he's a champion of the, of the working class and of the every of the, you know, average person where it's like, you didn't, you fucking didn't give us anything. You know what I mean? I need stitches. and You give me a bandaid, you fuckhead. Like that's him where McConnell is just so like openly terrible and clearly screws over his own uh, constituent. That's the word. It's so badly where I'm like, how the fuck, 
like Kentucky's poor. It's a, it's one of the poorer states. It's uneducated. And then I'm like, oh, that's why. That I mean, no offense, Kentucky. I, I've been through Kentucky and I've had good times. Um, have I performed in Kentucky? Yeah, a couple times. Um, and I've had good times there. And I've met people from Kentucky and they're great. But I just don't understand how that guy keeps getting elected. He looks like a fucking turtle old man. I know that's like the cliche with him. Like he looks like a turtle dude, but he does. He does. He looks like he should be coming out of a shell. Be like, I'm Mitch McConnell. Mm. I, like, I don't know his exact voice, but I know it's like that. Like he just, has anyone ever looked less cool than Mitch McConnell? See in my head, I'm like, if I read about him on paper, I'd be like, I got to imagine him to be kind of a strapping, big, tough looking Kentuckian. And I'm like, that's the guy? Really? The Democrats can't nominate one like former football player? Someone who served? Even like they don't have to be that bright, but you can't isn't so much of elections like fucking popularity contests. And the same thing with those schmucks I was telling you about before, who was like, oh, we're anti-mask, we're going maskless. They all looked like the fucking worst, ugly, fat, just unattractive. Not to say you can't be ugly and unattractive and serve an office, but if you're going to be a piece of shit, you'd think you'd be a good looking piece of shit. You know, you ever just, you ever have a friend who's dating someone and you're like, why is she with that guy? He's a fucking asshole. And you're like, ah, he's a good looking guy. Same, you know, it's like, why is he with her? And it's like, eh, she's pretty hot. Like you, you understand that. Like in my head, if I'd read about like Ted Cruz, you read about that loser who I've ranted about enough, complete fucking loser. I don't know how, if you're close with him and you can't respect him. You just can't. He's again, Trump, Trump said his wife was fat as an ugly and his dad is a murderer. And for four years, Ted Cruz was like, can I lick your balls more? Just please let me lick your balls. Like that was Ted Cruz. That accent pretty dead on for a Cuban Texan who's born in Canada. Weird dude. So like, like you're a Ted Cruz and I read about all the shit you've done on paper and I've never seen you. I'd be like, he's probably striking because ugly people can't get away with all this shit. And then you see him and you're like, wow, just terrible beard, bad haircut, just nothing, nothing good there. And you, and you just, you could do all that. Are you tall? You're not even tall. What, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get it. There's just, so there's that far right wing nutbag side that just like, fuck mask. I'm going to lick fucking doorknobs. Fucking nut can't get me sick. Can't hurt my freedom. Which cracks me up because of the same people who, if they like hear about like a, a crime that happened 12 miles from their house, they're like, you can't go anywhere these days. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Fucking coward. Then you got the far left dudes who like, yeah, take COVID seriously. Obviously my wife's a COVID nurse, but they're like, how dare you walk through an empty park without wearing a mask? Really? You're going to walk your dog through several acres of open land with nobody nearby without wearing a mask? Is, is that what you're going to do? Okay, cool. Well, I hope you said goodbye to grandma because she's dead now. She's fucking dead because of you and your selfish bullshit. It's people like you, which is why we're never going to get out of this. Like that's like you can't. But the thing is, that person I just told you about, that, that person I just did a stellar impression of, again, my impressions on this podcast have been fantastic. That whole rant would have gotten fucking, would have gone viral. We've got so many fucking likes. If they had a podcast, their Patreon would be fucking 50 grand a month. Just, just, just dominating. And, and it's just, that's why like, I root for like the genuine people who have really found like true success and shit like that. But you got to have a fucking, 
You know what I mean? You got to have like a raw honesty or you got to have some sort of like edge, some sort of, I don't give a fuck to get a response. Because if you're, if you're kind of, you know, you play in the middle there where you're just being chill. And even if it's honest, like, I feel like I don't, I'm not pretending one way or another. I'm being me. Nobody goes out of the way to be like, I got to fucking support this person, this logical bastard. I got to, I got to fucking, I mean, there are people out there. I've got people, I've got unbelievable fans and listeners. I love you guys all to death. I'm not talking about me in particular. I'm saying in general, you know, cause I, I won't shy from an opinion, but if you're one of those people who's just like, take information as it comes, you don't. And I know a few of those people. They're kind of fucking cool. They're cool. Hey, what do you think about that? I don't really know. I don't really, uh, I don't have enough information about it one way or another, you know? I remember my one friend where we like when COVID was first, like really starting to dig in, it's like, like how long do you think we're going to be shut down for? Do you think this whole shutdown thing? I mean, Sweden's doing this thing where they're just, fuck it. We're going to be open. We're going to get this herd immunity. You think we should try that here? Like, I don't know. I, I got I've read a little bit about the Sweden thing, but the information just isn't there yet. Their neighbors, Norway and Finland are trying something different. I, I, I don't know. Like those people, I fucking, I'm finding them to be so fucking cool. The people where you like ask them a question and they don't immediately try to flex any kind of knowledge you know, they don't try to be smarter than they are. They just kind of go, all right, well, let me, let me think about it. All right, here's what I would do. And then they kind of break it down. You ever, like, have you ever, if you have friends like that in your life, fucking keep them around. Cause I think those are people that you could grow with. And I think those are the best kind of friendships too, man, no matter what age you're at. If you know people who aren't quick to be, cause I think our whole society with, again, and so much of this is 24 hour news networks and social media, which with Twitter in particular, go hand in hand where it's like, we got to be the first to break the story. Fuck the facts. Fuck being right. We, we got to let people know. And it's like, just, you'll find out. Settle down. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm on, a, I'm on a truth kick these days, which is funny because I was, I did a, a Zoom show for Zanies. It wasn't really Zoom. It was on YouTube. It was live streamed on YouTube. Zanies Comedy Club in Chicago, everyone. I got a couple dates I'll be announcing at the end of this podcast. Um, they, uh, did a really cool thing. My guy, James Webb, my former producer, the, uh, who I'm still good friends with. We just, you know, community, Chanel started a network, everyone community, Chanel podcast network I'm on right now. And I've been with community, Chanel. I'm one of the original like founders basically. And, uh, just made it, it'd be weird not to have been with them, especially since it was something we talked about years before James even started his podcast network, but still support people of comedy podcast network. But, uh, Zany's got James Webb to, like direct this live stream and it looks fantastic. The camera work, it's, it's incredible. Um, uh, for my Patreon subscribers, I could send you a link to it. If you want to check it out, I was very rusty and I did a lot of new stuff. So when that new stuff gets ironed out, at least you'll be able to see, it's almost like hearing demo tapes. If you catch a comedian working out new shit in the beginning, it's like kind of hearing like a band's demo where you're like, man, the final song sounded nothing like the original. They did. They changed the arrangements and added this and kicked up the drums. So, uh, it was at Zany's on Valentine's Day. There's no one in the crowd. I'm playing just to a big screen um, of a bunch of people who were in like the Zoom, but it was being live streamed on YouTube. So Zoom was part of it. It was strange, but still fun. I I talked about how if like because I my my son I caught fibbing to me. He was I asked him if he had a Reese's peanut butter cup. He said no because I had to go put my other son to friend for a nap. And I'm like Matthew because I could see chocolate on his face. And he's like, okay, I had one, but I kind of respected him for, for doing a little fib because he didn't want to disappoint me. And I, I kind of had this whole thing where it's like, if your kids don't lie to you, they clearly don't love you. They don't respect you at the very least. And I thought about all the times I fibbed or lied a little bit to my parents growing up. It was because I didn't want to piss them off. I, I didn't want 
to disappoint them or whatever. So I, you know, sometimes lying, I, I don't, I'm not totally against it in some regards, right? You gotta lie a little bit. If you're telling the truth all the time, well, what are you, a prick? You know what I mean? It's just mean after a certain point. But I definitely feel like as a comedian or as someone doing a podcast, you definitely want to come from an honest place. I think I'm on that kick because I was thinking about Patrice O'Neill. I've not watched the documentary that came out about him yet. But when I did rewatch uh, Elephant in the Room, which is a great special of his, he also has Mr. P. He's got a few hours out there. He was an amazing comedian. And of course, like so many, died way, way too soon. All right. Um, a couple other things I wanted to address very quickly because I like to keep these solo podcasts not too long. Um, oh, shout out to, um, it was the shout out. What the fuck am I saying? It was the two year anniversary of good old Brody, Stephen Brody's, uh, passing it's two years ago, yesterday, February, um, a 22nd, February 22nd. Thank you. Uh, who am I thanking? <laughs> it was February 22nd. So it was two years ago, um, that Brody Stevens, uh, passed away suicide. He died, um, he was suicide at 49 years old and, and Brody had b- battled depression and a couple other things was on medication and, and sadly went off the medication was trying some new stuff. And I think he was just, he, he found himself in a dark place and it's, it's terrible. So I know it's cliched, but if you're feeling down out there, um, don't be afraid to talk to someone. Don't, you know what I mean? Get fucking help. The brain is an important organ. You know what I mean? If your kidneys were in pain, you'd be like, I'm gonna go see a doctor and you wouldn't feel shame. Don't feel shame about your brain. All right. So, cause Brody was fucking an amazing dude who preached positive energy. Look up Brody Stevens. So funny. One of the best live acts you'll ever see from a stand up. Just, he would go into the crowd. He was just high, high energy. Um, there's so much just like fun and different and a really nice dude. I, I, I owe a lot to him. And, um, yeah, I'm just bummed he's not around anymore, you know, because I really felt like even though we lived in different cities, he was going to be one of those dudes that whenever he was in town, I was going to go out of my way to meet up with him. And I say that, but sadly, I didn't get a chance to meet up with him his last time when he was in Chicago, which was about a week or so before he died, a couple weeks before he died. Um, just because just, I was, I think I was sick. I was coming off of being sick, but I remember seeing the text where he's like, Hey, we're going to meet up over here. And I'm like, I can't make it, which always sucks. You know, um, I don't know if you guys have had that, but when I have. I've had too many people I know die over the last couple of years. And I go back to see our last text exchanges. Um, but then sadly to save room on my phone, I did a thing where it automatically deletes threads after a year. So now those are gone. So now I'm a little bummed that I did that. But being a dad, my fucking storage was filling up with so many kid pictures. And then I, I, I cut up so many videos on my phone. I use the iMovie app a lot. And so I just needed the space. So I just made my phone go off. Um, but yeah, so look up Brody Stevens stuff. He's fucking great. Um, he introduced me to David Ross, the Cubs manager, and helped get me some gigs doing some really fun stuff. And I opened from at the Improv in Hollywood, and just awesome dude, awesome dude. Um, yeah, just one of those guys. I remember being like, whenever I'm in LA, I'm gonna try to hit up Brody. And um, but yeah, just be, be good to each. Be, be get get the help if you need the help. All right. Um, fucking serious podcast today slightly right talking about friends who've died of suicide i'm i'm going on about society and all sorts of other stupid shit all right um oh yeah chris D'Elia, speaking of comedians he's he came back with a video in which he said um been a while weird weird choice um i got nothing against let me start this off right now i have met chris D'Elia about 10 times not like re-meeting him i met him in la when i was pretty new to la i was maybe a few months there 
um, Jesus Treo, who I believe is a Showtime special now. Great dude. Me and him were talking. Chris walked up. This is like, I don't know, a, a weeknight, I think, at the comedy store. Like the shows were just starting to get going. And um, Chris knows um, Jesus. And um, and what was I going to fucking say? Oh, yeah. So anyways, he was just like, what's up? And he introduced me saying, oh, this is Joe Kilgallen. He just went to from Chicago. He's a comic. Oh, what's up, man? How you doing? Shook hands. He's like, you know, what clubs uh, are you from in Chicago? I'm like, you know, all of them. Laugh Factor, lots of Zanies. He's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I was there. And we just talked a little bit. Nice guy. Then whenever I was at Laugh Factory, because I got past there, he was a oh, regular Laugh Factory. He'd usually close out like the 10 p.m. and I would open the midnight or sometimes it'd be like weekday shows where he'd be up earlier. And, you know, I, anyway, we passed the, we, we, pass by each other's in the halls of these clubs a lot. We're like, Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? Hey, good to see you, man. Just like chit chat. Nice dude. I always thought nice guy. And I know a lot of people who've seen his stuff on Netflix and they're like, this guy's overrated as fuck. I'll say this. I don't think he translates to like, like a hour long set or a fucking five minutes late night set. He doesn't like translate in that area as well. Um, that dude was as a fucking killer of a live act. act. Ask anyone who's ever seen him, and they'll tell you they've never seen anyone kill harder. I, I really mean this. And I know you, some of you listening might, right now might be like, that guy's not funny at all. What are you talking about? Again, it's different when you're in the room. And, and even if you were in the room, you might not think it's funny. Again, you very well might be in there being like, this sucks. But trust me, everyone around you is dying. That dude fucking destroys and yes, I would see pretty much the hottest women in LA, which is the, which is the hottest woman in the world. That's not a stereotype. That's not a cliche. The most beautiful women in the country live in Los Angeles. They just do. I, I mean, I, I think if you're a real hot girl growing up somewhere, they're going to be like, you should go to LA. You're gorgeous. I think that happens, you know, and they would be around him. And so I never saw him being creepy or anything like that. I'm just laying that out. Now, what he did in the evidence, there's no evidence of him banging anyone underage. Let's be clear about that. And I and it fucking sucks, but I have to say this because, you know, the whole stupid Twitter rant I went on earlier. I have to say I'm not defending what he fucking did. Okay? I have to fucking emphasize that because so much now people want to be like, well, you just said, yeah, I'm stating a fact. Okay? I remember with the Louis C.K. thing, people would be like, he fucking raped. I'm like, no, he didn't rape. Whoa, whoa. He was not accused of rape at all. Oh, it seems like you're a Louis apologist. I'm like, what I'm telling you what did, did, did the evidence is that he didn't do any of that. You're going to an extreme. He jerked off in front of women. He asked if he could jerk off in front of women. They giggled going to see for real. He started jerking out there. Like what the fuck? He never blocked doorways. I don't know why. See, now it sounds like I'm standing for Louis CK. I'm not, I'm standing here for fucking facts. Okay. I'm a stickler for that shit. I think I, cause history is my favorite sub subject. I grew up obsessed with baseball cards. I love stats. I hate when people get them wrong. Stats and facts. They're all, they all fucking intertwine. Anyhow, I think it's scumbag shit he was doing because it was like, oh, you're 17. Well, I'm not going to fuck you, but let's keep talking. It's it's grooming, they call it. But again, it's not a fucking some people are like you should be in prison. I go, I don't think there's a law against that. I think it's just in poor taste and judgment. Now, there are some people who are like, I, he should never fucking come back to comedy at all ever. I don't think so. Look, I don't know. Maybe I'm a very forgiving person. I think in my life I've been too forgiving at times because it has bit me in the ass. But as, as long as you're not a murderer or a fucking rapist. And by rapist, I mean also child molesting because, you know, sometimes people separate that. They go murderer, rapist, child molester. I'm like, I mean, child molesters are rapists, right? If you're, you know, as long as you're not one of those big ones, like something really heinous, I, I believe in second chances. I believe you could get counseling and become better and all that shit. 
Now, was the apo- I didn't I didn't watch the fucking it was nine minutes long. I think I watched like the first five to six minutes of it. Um I, I don't know. I think it could have been a better apology. I think he felt awkward. He did he said he was sorry to the people he hurt. I don't know if he said those people, those women specifically. So I was like, hey, you should probably really fucking emphasize that, man. Um and then he was some of the sex addiction thing, whether or not like that's real or whatever. I don't I think he, I have seen people who they get to that point where there it's the routine, the routine of do a show kill. And it's very hard to explain without coming off. It's hard for, enter, per, 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 uh, for I can't speak. It's hard for performers to explain the high you get from killing and owning the night. You're, you just owned the people in the crowd's evening. It's hard to explain without coming off like fucking seated or I don't know, very like narcissistic and, and, you know, there's just, a, it's hard. It's weird. It sounds like, as I said that, I felt like, Ugh. look at this. What are, we, what are you, a douchebag? Who talks like that? But it's very hard to explain. You're up there. You, you dominate like one of those nights where you, every joke just hit perfectly. Get off stage. That dude, I get it. Six, three. It's got a, he's got a look to him. Dude, I saw women. Dude, I remember one time at the improv, he fucking like was just doing his set. And I'm watching the back of the room. I think I was on the next show or something. And I was just checking out a few minutes of it. He like itched his head and his shirt lifted up a little bit. So you could see like some skin, like the side, you know, when you, your shirt's not long enough or whatever. You just, you heard like 30 women go, Ooh, like do that. Like, Oh my God. Like, and like, I'm like, fuck it. I, I didn't see it. I don't, you know, I can admit when a dude's good looking. I think, I think he's like, I don't think he's ugly. I think he's a fine looking guy, but I, I didn't think that reaction was warranted. You know what I mean? He's not a Gosling. You know what I mean? He's not a Ryan Reynolds type. He's good looking, but he's not there. So just, you know, um, but I could see him being, he was trying to say that he, he became obsessed with sex. Meaning I like every town he went to, he had DMS from women and he was responding to all of them. I could see that. I don't know if that's sex addiction. Cause as I had my friend, Kevin Bozeman on the podcast, who's a great comedian. Everyone look up Kevin Bozeman. He made a great point about whether or not sex addiction is real. Implying that if you're addicted to alcohol, they'll tell you never to have alcohol again. But I've never heard of a sex addiction therapist saying you can never have sex again. Cause that's such a human thing. So is it really an addiction or is it something there's gotta be something to it? Because in my brain, it makes sense that someone would be addicted to sex. Why wouldn't you be addicted to like the, one of the best things on the planet? That makes sense to be addicted to that. And I think a lot of dudes, like a lot of people, I'm sure there are women like this too. I don't want to make it seem like it's only a man thing. Um, or people, non-binary people might, it'd be great. I want to see that should be the the first sitcom starring um, a non-binary person would be them being like a fucking sex, like a womanizer or, you know what I mean? Like that. I want that. I want to like a fucking, I'm just banging constantly. That'd be kind of fun. Be a good way to intro uh, middle America to that world. Anyhow. Um, so I, I think he just became a person who became just craving the attention, that whole thing where it's like, that's why so many entertainers, they party so hard after shows. They want to sustain the high they got from being on stage. And then they don't know how to handle themselves once that's why you hear about so many musicians and comedians and they just, they get, get into hard drugs, which turns into just, they end up killing them. It's fucking awful. Again, 
very, very uplifting podcast today, Joe. Not dark at all. Not dark, not a dark theme in this fucking podcast one bit. Anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Um, look, I, I don't know exact like if there's more evidence that shows that Crystal Lee was banging underage women, then obviously he's 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 gotta go. You know, um, it is I just don't I hear the label pedophile and I'm thinking, was he was he diddling seven year olds? No, he was being creepy to 16 and 17 year olds on Instagram, just being creepy in, in the sense that he wanted to make out with them and bang them. Said that, but didn't actually do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I will never, ever stick up for that behavior. That's shit behavior, and he needs to figure that out. Um, but I also don't think they should be expelled from society for that. I, I think they there's amends that need to be made. Um, they need to atone for that behavior and, uh, and, and, and truly apologize to those who they hurt and all that kind of shit. Of course, 100%. Um, but again, I'm, I'm forgiving. If someone comes out and apologizes and says they're going to get help, I want to believe that's what they're going to do. So I don't, I don't like the idea of fucking dumping on him too, being like, fuck off, get the fuck out of here. Like less of him, less of him. There's so many, they always, I always say this too. They go, there's so many funnier people out there. I'm like, well, tweet about them then. I love when people always go like, you don't need to support that piece of shit artist. Fuck that band. Fuck that person. There's so many more better people. Well, then t- tell me who. who. Why don't you promote them then? Why don't you waste your fucking breath on them and promote and tweet about them and Instagram about them? They don't fucking do it. But again, it's a weird thing, man. I'm telling you, you know, I, it goes back to what Tim Dillon said that kind of inspired the theme of this podcast. There is just fucking no money. No, not even money. Fuck money. Who cares about money? There's just nothing to gain from being rational. It's all about being fucking insane. One way, dude, that Wayland dude, or the fuck his name is, that um, country music singer who got caught saying the N word like on tape, album sales skyrocketing. Skyrocket. Again, you have to do something. Andrew Schultz talked about it before his Netflix thing. He, he loved that people were trashing parts of it. They were saying negative things. They thought some of it was like anti-Asian. I haven't seen it. Um, I don't have time for a lot of this shit. You guys know? You know what I mean? It's not like I don't want to support other comedians who are doing stuff um, or, or just support comedy in general. I don't really know Schultz, so I don't, he, don't gives, he doesn't care about my fucking support. And it's not like he's a great friend of mine. I don't have to go out of my way to support his shit. But I'm just saying I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's that like fucking, it's almost better that people came out. Like if you release something and everyone's like, Really nice, fun hour, funny stuff. Really, really good, good. You know, I you almost want someone to be like, here's where I had a fucking problem. I mean, you don't want all of the reviews to be that way, but you want enough where people are like, all right, all right, let's check it out. What what upset this side or what upset that side? I think my next hour I'm going to do, I'm going to have a very offensive title, but then that whole hour is going to be just really funny shit where people are going to be like, that wasn't offensive. That was just really funny. And then they don't even realize that I fucking tricked them. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to come up with some good shit. I'm going to have a thing called like Holocaust abortion cop. <laughs> I don't fucking know what words or uh, what, what would fucking, what three words would definitely be people. I got to click on this shit, whatever I could do. Um, all right, everybody. But that's been, that's been the Joe Kilgallen podcast solo edition. Joe Rants. Um, I'll be back at you possibly later in the week. I'll have you hearing this on a Wednesday. It's a good chance not. I had some, I had to go to the doctor today. Um, so, the, and then I got, I ordered a new mattress cause my back has been killing me. That's coming this weekend and we're building a, like, we got to build a new bed for my, my son. Um, he just turned four. So we're like, all right, we got to get you like, really, right, we got, we get him a cool bed, get the kid a cool bed. Anyway. Um, 
And then what else? All the snow's coming down, luckily. Hopefully that sticks out. Hopefully it keeps, uh, if you're in the Midwest or all the people in Texas, Texas people, I hope you guys are all right. Um, don't vote for Ted Cruz next time. He's a fucking dipshit. Anyway, that's been the podcast. Uh, if you check out more on the Patreon, I'll, I'll be back with a guest uh, next week and maybe I'll throw a solo one up there too. Um, you guys have been awesome and um, stay safe out there and uh, keep on, uh, keep on fucking. You know what I'm saying? Keep on, keep on fucking. All right, cheers. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, I just ended the podcast, but then I remembered I'm a fucking dipshit. You forgot to tell you I've got some dates coming up in the Chicago area. So if you uh, live in the Midwest and even want to travel a little bit, uh, come on out to uh, Zany's Comedy Club on March 8th. I will also be at the Laugh Factory. I got a few dates. I got another Zany's date too. Check joekilgallon.com. It'll definitely be on there. But uh, Laugh Factory and Zanies, I will be performing. Um, here are the dates for that. I will be March. So again, March 7th is at Laugh Factory 2 show, 7 to 9 p.m. The 8th, I will be at Zanies. The 13th, 7 to 9 p.m. at uh, Laugh Factory, as well as um, the 26th, 7 to 9 p.m. at Laugh Factory. Just go to La- just go to joekilgallon.com for all this. I could just save ourselves the trouble. And also my man, Chad McDaniel, buddy. Here we go, man. You suggested I do this with alcohol. It's kind of a play on the fuck, Mary kill. I typically do when I have a guest, I'm not doing fuck, Mary kill solo. It's weird. I'm going to ask myself, I'm going to fuck, Mary kill. Come on. It's lame. He wanted me to do, um, shot glass or pour out whiskey addiction, addiction, whiskey addition. Uh, here we go. The three choices of uh, what I'm going to do a shot of what I'm gonna have a glass of, or what I'm just going to pour out. Cause it's garbage. We got Jim Beam, Jameson, and Crown Royal are the three choices he gave me. Now, um, if I'm doing a shot, we'll start with the shot. Jameson. It's a punch. It hits you right where you need to be hit. That's what I love about a good Irish whiskey. There's some good Irish whiskeys out there where you're like, no, this is a good mixed drink. Jameson to me, although Jameson ginger ale is awesome, I do think for a shot, that's the word that. Shot of Jameson, it just, it's, it's perfect. Next is, uh, what am I going to do a glass of? By glass, I think he means like rocks or maybe neat. Or, or maybe as a mixer, I'm going Jim Beam on that one. I think Jim Beam is fantastic. Jim Beam and Coke is a great, it's a great little uh, little drink right there. A great little cocktail. Um, even having it neater on the rocks, Jim Beam has got a nice little aftertaste that makes it nice for sipping. Uh, Crown Royal, I will pour that shit out. Um, I love Canada. Um, I just don't like Canadian whiskey all that much, and that's basically what Crown Royal is. Although I've had like some other Canadian alcohols that have been pretty good, but I, I'm not. I, I, the, the couple times I've had Crown Royal hasn't done it for me. Like the purple little pouch that comes in. I could put a bunch of coins in that. It feels like it's something I'd win in Zelda. You know, that part of it, I appreciate. I like the branding there. Um, and then he also asked me Voltron versus Megazord. Chad was having some fun with this. So if you're Patreon, you could throw some some suggestions out there. And I could do, if you're in the top tier, the $9 tier, I could do a personalized podcast with you. Uh, David Flynn, if you're listening, also you get a, a co-producer credit on the YouTube podcast clips. David Flynn is in that tier right now, that $9 tier, and um, he's requested a podcast guest that I'm still working on getting. So David, if you're listening, in the works, it's in the works to do a podcast, special bonus podcast for something you want to hear. Um, so here we go. Uh, but Chad McDaniels is the man, so I, I appreciate it. I might give Chad his own personal podcast anyway, because he's been such a a great dude. Voltron versus Megazord. See, I don't know Voltron that well. That was more mid-80s, a little bit before my time. Megazord, of course, is from Power Rangers. I'm choosing that one. Felt like there's more teamwork there. I don't know all of Voltron that much. I saw the video you sent me. Looked pretty badass. I got to go loyal to the Megazord, though. 
Really liked it. And it, then when you could throw the dragon sword on top of it, which is pretty dope. When Tommy, the Green Ranger, would do that. Dun, 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 dun. It's pretty dope. He was banging the Pink Ranger, Kimberly. Oh, did, did fucking Voltron have a Kimberly? Did it have an Amy Johnson? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm guessing not. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think so. So I'm going Megazord on that one. Again, everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. You're all the best. Have fun out there. Cheers.